how we was playing? Y'all thought this was for play play, huh? Nah, 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 this is serious business. Now, ladies and gentlemen, with no further ado, all believers that spitting truth up in the stew. Okay. Each with different flavors you can savor, you can chew. Talking life, love, and Christ, just to name a few. Grab a seat at the table, we got a bowl that's just for you. Okay. Trey, stay whipping up the work in the kitchen. And whip, we can't keep up with the heat that she be dishing and height. He had the sight, he was blessed with the vision. And me, I'm in the back, I'll be handling the dishes. I hope you don't mind if I speed it up. Okay. Stay at the beat as I beat it up. Serving it cold, you can heat it up. Yo. The food is good, you should eat it up. Thank the Lord for redeeming us for the four of us teaming up lifestyle was dirty he cleaned it up gave us the voice that we're speaking up what's up what's up y'all we back it's the last supper podcast uh part three of our month of love relationship series the butterfly effect and i call this one cruise cruise control you know because now we're in the 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 relationship part i appreciate y'all coming back to the studio you know it's been a while since i've seen y'all in the same clothes in the same same clothes i was like wait i was like about to take his jacket off for something y'all shout out to fred fk studios as usual what up fred Fred, we're not gonna skip over you i don't care how how rush we try to be. <laughs> um, hopefully Instagram un- un- unblocked this by now. If not, we still Probably won't not. smoke. <laughs> if not, smoke eradicate. Yeah, yeah, if not, please forgive us. But uh, yeah, this is part three, like I said, of the butterfly effect called Cruise Control. We, we just wrapped up part two about the steps of intentionality on the uh, exclusive part of a relationship, you know, honing in on that one person. And now, we're going to talk about relationships when you get into the game. You're in the game, you know. What's a, what's a healthy relationship? What factors need to be in place? Uh, what's important? Yeah, we got a lot of opinions. We could, we're going to hop in there because we've been kind of yeah, we've warming up. We, 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 were we were actually mid-question um, <laughs> talking about what things are permissible or acceptable or um, necessary in the dating yeah. portion of a relationship. I'm going to read the question. Yeah. Read the question. Because <laughs> you ready for it. Round <laughs> two. So essentially what we're asking is what are some traits that you want to, how do you illustrate the traits of marriage in a relationship and still keep it within the appropriate confines of a relationship? I want you to read it like the a actual question. Okay, I'll read the actual qu- question. I was trying to be no more clear. No, read what gave the discourse. So, read disclaimer, the if you are watching this, you are coming in in the middle of the discussion. So, this, <laughs> yes. so read the that's question. why normally yeah. we have a bit of a 10-minute ramp up or nah, so, nah. but we just going to get right into it. it this read week. The All right, I'm going to read what I wrote since, since everybody got a problem with it. I feel like Chris <laughs> and Trey going to have a lot of this. I'm just watching. I'm about to put my feet I'm just watching. Okay, so the question I wrote is. The question I wrote is, how do you illustrate the traits of a marriage in a relationship without having marriage expectations mentally or emotionally? Basically, how do you show what you want a person to see in a marriage while at the same time treating it like a relationship and not having those marriage expectations? Okay, Trey, you're <laughs> Everybody's waiting like, wait, 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 wait. So it's, it's, it's me? Yeah, you're popping yeah, off. I think okay, okay, so. Here's here's where I kind of I, here's where I draw issue with that question. Okay. So it's, it's it says how do you illustrate the traits of marriage? My God, man. Sorry, I was trying to scoot it back. <laughs> he said, "My God." Man. <laughs> how do you illustrate the traits of marriage in a relationship without having the expectations of marriage? Right. Because it's a very it's a very easy 
mental switch to go to like, oh, like this is what you expect when you right. have no real legitimate reason to expect it, you know. But at the same time, I think healthy relationships, you show who you're gonna be as a husband, as a wife. It shouldn't be, oh, I'm this person as a as a boyfriend and then we get married and now I'm acting completely different because I haven't shown you who I'm going to be as a husband. And yeah. the flip side right. to that is expecting somebody to be different when y'all get married. Like the True. The, right. the, comp, the other side to that coin is when you operate in that way, I, I, my thought would be that are you expecting something different, right? Like so mm-hmm. my friend was telling me how uh, like one of her coworkers just recently got divorced. They got married and then got divorced. It was like less than a year and a half type span. But her husband just really felt like she would be the one to cook. Like when they got married, she would cook, right? Like oh, surely right, right, right. when you sure, get married. Right. And that, so that's a small thing, but it's something that like and she microwaves the whole time. Barely was she barely wasn't cooking. She microwaves the whole time. And so I think a lot of people. So that's the I think that's where the question stems from. It's like a lot of people getting into marriages and being like, well, this ain't what I thought. You know what I So I mean but to that I would just be like, what did your premarital look like? Mm. Yeah, like, that's what, what I'm asking. Yeah, so like, what, what, like, what would your pre, what did your premarital look like? Because I think that's a very like, some, like an easy thing. Like, oh, like, I'm not gonna be cooking. Well, that's yeah, but there's some but things you can. So, so, but so, like, to, to your question, my, I, I want to just get clarification on like okay. your, like your thought process when you got. It. I don't want to okay. assume. So when you said, illustrate traits of marriage, what what traits are we talking about? Um, and that's going to be dependent on who you're with and what they want to see or who you are and what you want to show. Like I could say, okay, for me, I want somebody who's nurturing. I want a wife who's nurturing, who I can come home and like, she makes me feel at peace. I can put my head on her shoulder, just like take off the stress of the world. And like, she makes me feel, cause men don't get that, right? Some women aren't naturally nurturers, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's something that I would want from my wife. If I'm in a relationship, naturally I'm going to want that as well. So I'm going to look for it. I'm going to look for those signs of she's a nurturing woman. Uh-huh. If I don't get those signs, it's my fault if we get married. And, and, and she does is nurturing. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with you? So I can speak to that because I got dragged last week for well, this week. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, not you. Oh yeah. Everybody. Oh yeah. Everybody else. Um, but you but you asked about the intentionality. That's where I start to show intentionality, right? So mm-hmm. once we're together and I know your intentions and I'm not yeah. guessing what we're doing or where we're at, that's when you start to see my the intentionality on my end. So maybe that's mm-hmm. where the flip occurs, right? Okay. Because for me, similar to you saying with the nurturing, like I think showing intentionality on my end is showing what I what I do offer in a relationship. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think at some point you do have an obligation to show somebody what they're getting yeah. when they get you yeah, as you a partner. So what, so then what, so then, so like what the is cook, the, so the cooking on, is actually a good example for me because I don't, y'all, I've said this before, I don't cook for, I don't cook for me. We know, yeah, she has said that. She has said that. She has cooked for you. I said that before. Not, <laughs> not a one morsel. Because that's the way that I show love. It's, it's almost a love, a love giving language for me, right? Like, I, I, I like, I always, it's a random prayer, but I literally always pray that like my husband likes to eat because I think the worst thing that I could do is like be a woman that likes to cook and then I get a husband that like, I just want to eat salad every night. Yeah, it's like, always got leftovers. like, I don't listen. 
oatmeal and cereal. That's it. But but maybe something that I do that shows intentionality in relationships. Oh, now I cook. Right now I cook all the time. That was like, oh yeah. Oh, this what I'm gonna get when we get married. All in the beginning. So he's a fan. You gonna be good. You need to get in the gym for sure. I'm gonna warn you right now. Don't be thrown. Yeah. But maybe but maybe to that point, like maybe that's where the disconnect. Because I think for me, that's where intentionality comes in on the part of the woman. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like you. There are some things you do need to see. Like there are some things that I would expect to see because before we even start entertaining marriage, like I feel like there's some qualities that you know you naturally like. Like I would want somebody that's honest. I would want somebody that's considerate and thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Those are things I need to see before we hit any. I don't need premarital or anything for that. It's, these need to be obvious things to me. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I mean, like other stuff. I mean, I kind of get it, but it's, I just feel like these are the things. Like what you expect out of your husband or out of your wife, you should see before you get to that point. Because otherwise, that would let me know you're not it. Yeah, right even like loyalty is a trait like that. Because yeah. I think, I'm looking at Trey's face, and I'm thinking that some traits are just personality traits. Like if you are an yeah. honest person, they would see that you're an honest person. Or, or right? I, and I, I guess kind of to my point, I'm just like, well, I don't think anybody would get in a relationship with a dishonest with person. With a dishonest right. person. So like, so, yeah. like, so like when you talk about marriage traits, that's where I'm kind of like, okay, like, yeah. What you see in a relationship to me, to at least to me, when you talk about like <clears throat> portraying or illustrating marriage traits in a relationship without developing those expectations mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I think the last part is why, like, I was just like, oh, that's just not possible. Yeah. Because if, if with somebody who shows love, through cooking and she reserves that for special people it's already and she's cooking for me consistently then it's like yeah I think I'm saying that once the relationship gets to the point that we're at we should be talking about expectations you should yeah. have expectations so and so if the if, partner. yeah so if the if the question didn't have that last partner and I'd be like oh okay well then we just need we clearly about to start talking about premarital counseling because right. like it's looking like we about <laughs> to be married yeah. so what so like kind of what I was saying was like if you're you not anywhere near marriage, mm-hmm. or if y'all not aren't talking about, it, if y'all aren't actively mm-hmm. moving towards it, then you don't need to do that because what happens is you create a false reality and you create expectations in people's head, and then yeah. you're giving them something that they haven't really committed to. Mm-hmm. And so, like, off of the all, all the other stuff, I just think like, okay, like if if she's doing that and we're moving towards marriage, like, and I don't mean like conversations, I don't mean like. Oh yeah, marriage seems like cool. Or I want five kids. I'm talking like, <laughs> nah, like who going who gonna do our premarital? Mm. Where are we gonna have it at? You know, how much money are we starting to put away for the? You know, all that kind of stuff. Who church? So, so I guess, exactly. So like, I guess the most, I guess the more appropriate question for for you would be, when should that? Yeah, when is the time when to start is practicing that how you switch? Play? When is it? When is it okay to allude to who you're gonna be as a husband before you? So get so there? I guess the way I look at it, uh, the way I look at it is like. Who I am as a man of God is who I will be as a husband. There is no separation. Right. Who I am mm-hmm. as a man of God, like I'm leader, servant, you know, learning, studying the word of God, all that kind of thing. Though that is what is going to make me a good husband. There is no man of God traits list, and there is no like separate husband traits list. If, if that makes sense. I'm, and so and so like I don't I don't think like the two are separate. I think like the two do, like the two go hand in hand. Oh. There are practical oh. things like yeah like there are practical things like spiritually there are, there are things that like that's different. But like practical right. practically right. yes like you want to be able to be a provider. 
you want to have a good job, you want to be actively working in some, or working towards some career field, but like, we're starting, I'm starting like spiritually, like, what you are as a man of God, what you, who you are, who you are as a man of God, who you are as a woman of God, is what will make you a good husband, a good wife. You bring those practical things in, yes, but like, I'm starting there first off, real. I get, I, I get you. Did you have something? Yeah, I was actually just going to um, reiterate what Trey said. I'm, I'm definitely in agreement with Trey. The person that you are today, the man, the man or woman of God that you are today, you definitely want that person to remain the same. Or as you continue to grow in Christ, you continue to get better, you evolve, right. you develop. And then those traits carry over into your relationship, carry over into you dating, carry over into your marriage, right. prayerfully, because you don't want to change. Right. You don't want to lose your focus. You don't want to use your, lose your focal point, because if you allow yourself to because if you're focusing on God, then your intent is always to serve. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus was a servant before right. he was anything else. He came here to serve. Mm -hmm. And if you're truly following him, then you're going to want to do the same thing. Yeah. Now, me being candid, I was married before. And at that time when I got married, I didn't even know. Like, I knew who God was, but I didn't know him. There was no uh -huh. relationship there. So I went into a marriage not even knowing who I'm supposed to be because I didn't even have a relationship with God. And, and I'm not wearing a ring. That didn't work. And so the more you know who God is, I feel like... The traits that you need to have, you'll begin to have because you're looking at him and you're wanting to reflect. You're wanting to have a mirror image yeah. of who he is. Yeah. And when you do that, those traits carry over. You're developed more. You learn more. You're seeking God. You're loyal. You're honest. All that. You know, all those things that Trey mentioned. So there's a there's a slight difference that I think we're making. And I agree with both of y'all said. So let's go back to my example with the nurturing, the nurturing woman. I agree. Like, who you are spiritually as a man is going to be who you are as in a marriage, in a relationship, in a marriage, like that doesn't change, right? Those need to be solid in a relationship, in a marriage, while you're talking, like at any point, if those are off, then the whole thing is on a loose foundation. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking more, and I guess you can classify it as even preferences. Like yeah. if I want a nurturing woman, just because she's a woman of God doesn't mean she's going to be a nurturing woman. I 100% agree. So when is it important to notice those things? Because if you just, if you want to sign up, and say, I just want a woman of God, and I'm going to trust God to give her the qualities that I need, then that's one approach. Do you? Are you that's asking? one approach. So you, is the question, when is it okay for them to start exhibiting those type of traits? Yeah, like, when, yeah, so it's kind of a it's modified like question. Because think, the yeah, person is the same. Yeah. The person is the same, but the access is different. Maybe we're asking about access, right? So I'm the same person mm -hmm. in a relationship that y'all give them right here, mm -hmm. but the level of access is different, right? You have you access different The intimacy level. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that's what we're saying is, at what point do you start to open up new levels of access? Well, I think Chris kind of, Clarified the original question. I think Chris is more so talking about preference, right? Because because like like you like like you just said, if you just I, and I don't like this is not how I am. Mm -hmm. But like like you said, you could just sign up and say, God, I just want a woman of God. Send me anybody. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, that was not my prayer. That's not that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. That is not it. No, like but if, I mean, <laughs> you Yeah. So like so like I think what you what you're asking is more so maybe a better question would be like. Like structure around like preference, maybe. Well, I said like, marriage traits. You, you took it spiritual. Marriage well, traits can be spiritual. Well, because like I don't know if I don't know if nurturing I don't know if nurturing would be a marriage trait. It, it is be. for me. It has it's absolutely. But like preference, like my that wouldn't be my first like wife trait. It wouldn't it would be. Have my, to be I just threw it out there as an example. Gotcha. It's something I want my for wife example, to be. Wit likes Wit loves to cook. Yep. Wit also says she's very nurturing. Uh -huh. So if she's dating someone. When she begins to show those traits, if that's something that that person needs, they're going to begin to not only want it, desire, but they're going to begin to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it, we're going to have to determine when is it time for her to turn that on. And I think that's going to be 
something that she she's shaking her head already. Because <laughs> that's exactly what I've been saying. Everybody should have, nobody should be able to just access all that you all. are and all that you can bring. Mm-hmm. Like that just is, I think so many people get themselves into trouble and relate. You stress yourself out because that's how you end up overcommitted too soon, right? Once you've exposed all that you have and you put all your cards on the table and like, this is exactly who I am as a wife, right? To rope me and you was cooking, right? Okay, well now you've done that and now what? What else you got? What other But I think, I think, I think men are the same way. Men do this yeah. with their money, right? Men do not, they are clutched on mm-hmm. a wallet until they decide like, oh, this is a woman that I can see him spending my life with. And then he shoot, he'll start spending money, right? And then all of a sudden he's buying gifts. And then all of a sudden he's paying for dinners, right? So men hold on to different things than women do. Everybody holds on to, so most people hold on to something. Yeah. And so I think for me, yeah, like you said, when you start to see like, oh, no. Let me begin to reveal myself. <laughs> but you should, oh. but you, I think you should slowly. I think as the relationship progresses, so should the level of access, and access yeah. is equivalent to intimacy. That's that's what I think. I'm not of the camp that I'm just gonna. I'm I'm not of two camps when it comes to Christian dating that I'm adamantly against. One of them is that there is no one person for you that you just pick anybody as long as they're a God fearing person and you just make it work. I don't. I'm. You're not gonna sell me on that one. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is that you should not know each other whatsoever and there should be no intimacy established and there should be nothing done in marriage before marriage. You can't root that anywhere in the Bible. The only thing that you can root in the Bible in that is the concept of marriage being confined to. But the way that each individual couple builds their relationship, I don't think you can tell anybody one individual way to do that because Chris is very right. If if a woman being nurturing is something that's important to him, that matters because if she's not nurturing, she won't be when they get married. And so he will always be at a deficit. He will never have what he needs vice versa if i'm with the man y'all know i'm big on a man being a leader if i'm with the man who i'm constantly having to lead in the dating stage when i get married what does my household look like i can't expect that oh well once he becomes a husband he'll become a leader the man not a leader now <laughs> <Fire> <laughs> it's right. very obvious he's not a leader at work he's not a leader at fire, church he's not a leader what's, in what's his family fire? Oh, you missed the fire. Oh yeah, the firefighter story. Oh yeah, it's no uh, luck, no no dice. I just said if you out there watching, you know, disconnections.com. And let me jump in real quick. Whitney said, uh, uh, Whitney said something about intimacy. She's referring to intimacy and the level of knowing someone. No, yeah, yeah, not that physical stuff. Yeah, not yeah. The physical. Not that. You're nasty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you gotta be all that. <laughs> all right. Oh, so man. let's get to something a little easier. Okay. Let's go back to the shooting shots. Let's go back to the shooting shots. I don't shoot no Some shots from Whitney. Like. <laughs> He's shooting all the shots. Let's let's talk I don't about even like basketball. Oh, so day. and I've been on. I ain't never claimed to be a basketball player, baby. I don't shoot shots. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> so, I ain't never. I, I would say she coached. <laughs> Don't even want to do that. I'm team mom. <laughs> <laughs> team mom. Gatorade, Gatorade, water, power bars, and band What you need That's on the side? Orange slices. Band aids. You get stressed out on the court. You real mad. Come over. Come talk hey, to me. Mama, yeah, yeah, mama, no, mama, 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 mama. But I ain't never planning to be at the three point. I'm over there with my son. She said three point line. She said three point. Yeah. Oh, is it a line? It's a line. Porsche. It's all right. It's all right. It's like a you know your role. That's it. You know your role. Play it well. I'm big on it. Stay in your lane. Queen. Listen, that's the only lane I try to stay in. Stay in your lane. That's Bob. First Corinthians 12. So, um
Yeah, this is juicy. Oh, like yes, that. let's get oh, to it. How much should your friends slash family opinions play into you, in the decision of your relationship? I would say it depends on the friends and family. Yep, yeah, that was gonna be my only on sentiment. Because you can't you can't trust every friend. You can't trust every family. Yeah, are they gonna be in my child's life? Mm. That's the question for me because I'm not bringing my kids into a disgruntled environment. Mm. So if I know that half your family don't like me, that's just gonna be a deal breaker for me. You know what I'm saying? If your family don't like me, because then I would be sending my kids over to that environment, right? I'm a big believer in like, listen, and I really would prefer if both of our families got along. (laughs) Like, not even trying to be funny. That would be wonderful. on some like Romeo and Juliet, my family don't like your family, your family don't like my family, but we rock with each other like harder than anybody. They definitely they died. They, they definitely died. Like, <laughs> <about Definitely>. <laughs> you know? But it's like, I'm, I guess I'm asking, is there any thought to like, okay, let's block everybody else out and let's just have it be nah. us? Like, Does your family that. love you? I think if you, if your family, if you know your family, <laughs> no, no, but that's real though. This is a, if you know that your family loves you and y'all have had a strong relationship all the way up until this point and then this person comes in and they're like, you listen, I just really time. don't think that this yeah. is a good person for you and people that you've not had conflict with before and now all of a sudden your family members are like no this is a terrible person yeah you might be blinded right yeah. but if you yeah. if these are if your mama don't like nobody you bring home yeah i guess another thing too if someone's telling you that like what are your reasons yeah like you can't just say oh, i don't like them girl because it is I just, like, get a good, I, just, I just got a feeling about it oh you just got a feeling <laughs> Did the Holy Spirit give this feeling? You just pull it out your butt. You know, like, I need, I need to know. You didn't even know the Holy Spirit. I think it goes back to what you're saying, though. Like, do you trust the people around you? Like, I know the people that I have set up around me where I would even take their opinion. Like, if it's coming from you, I'm going to evaluate it. Because Definitely. I trust the people I have around me. Like, mm-hmm. I know you're not going to even step to me if it's sideways. Like, you're not, I'm not going to get an answer from you that's like, oh, I just felt like it. That's not the person that I don't have around me. Mm-hmm. So, if somebody brings something up to me and... First off, I'm a hard critic myself. So if somebody makes it through me alone, it's like my family, they know how I am. So it's like they know, like, okay, if they made it through Keys, all right, she's going to be cool. You're going to be cool with us. Also, to the other side, like, it is actually a part of my little privilege that my husband's family will rock with me because I've seen that on other sides. I've been on one side where it's like the family didn't really fool with me for whatever reason. It, It sucks. And it's like, dang, I would hate to have that to bring my kids to that. Well, I'm like, dad, like, I really hate your family. Like, <laughs> like so, you know, I would hate that. And I'm, I'm like, stuck grandma with you. said you ain't about nothing. Right, grandma you know? said and I'm stuck with you. Like, I would hate that. So that's actually in my prayer that my family. I guess, I guess, like, for me, when I initially said that, I was referring to, let's say, for example, you have family. We all have yeah, family. Yeah, we all got you family. You have family that you're extremely close to. You have family that's just family right. that you see sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so if the person is, is somebody that you just randomly see sometimes and they say, girl, this ain't the one. I'm definitely not going to trust you. That's what, that's, that's what I was saying. Yeah, you you yeah. definitely have people in your circle that are there yeah. for you, then in your corner that you can trust, for that are sure. loyal to you, that you that you listen to the things that they have to say. Oh my yeah. God. Sorry, bro. That you listen to the things that they have to Hold on, real. Do you have bubble wrap? in your jacket <laughs> no, no no i was like oh my god but yeah so you yeah. you can trust their opinions okay. you can trust what they're saying yeah. to you. definitely you don't have to take you don't have to take it with the grain of salt okay let me tell y'all why i asked this question because i agree why'd with you every, ask this question i agree with everything everybody's <laughs> saying but i think there's a maybe not so experienced dynamic that maybe people can't relate to that i can't what if the people that you trust and love the most are signing off on somebody that you at one point did but because of your intimate knowledge of them or because of what God is telling you, you know that that's not the move. And you look dumb to everybody uh, around you that you trust and love. And then on the flip side, what if that same family doesn't like somebody that you know intimately well and you rock with personally? And it's like they just don't know them because you don't see this side. Like, 
where does that play into this question? Because I, I know I've, I've been on both sides of those. Mm-hmm. And um, it's tough. It's tough to go against the people that you trust. It's tough to go against people that you love. But I also know that God's voice has to, God's voice has to reign true. Make, let my voice be, be truth in every other man alive. Right. That's that's something that he's taught me in a very real way by going against the grain of people that I respect and love and still trust to this day. But there were just some situations where it's like, no, I know what you see and I know why you feel that way. But I got to go this direction. And if you don't understand it or don't agree with it, then that's the L that I'm willing to take. Well, so, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to no, no, you're good. Go ahead. Um, I think you, you said it like that's the, you hit the nail on the head. Like mm-hmm. the Lord told you to do it. Like that's it. it really don't matter what anybody else think. I think. Um, <clears throat> in my own personal experience, I think people become, even if they start off a little more um, skeptical, I think they become a lot more, um, I guess, convinced. They become more convinced the more um, sure that they see me and what I'm telling them the Lord's told me to do. So in other words, like the more you stay true and the more you stay faithful to like what you say the Lord's told you to do, then other people will be like, okay, you're not just out here like that's true. saying stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. and that and that really can just again that can really just go with anything. Mm-hmm. Like when you're leading something, when you're creating something, like people may look at you on the ground level and be like, ah, Jesus told you to start a podcast. Year, <laughs> a year later, you know, you couple hundred thousand followers, sponsorships, all that kind of stuff, and they're like. I'm glad you did, did what that, the Lord right. told you. Know what I'm like, oh, I remember you was, you know what I'm saying? Talking so, about that. So, like, I think, like, when you are 100% 10 toes down, know the Lord has told you to do something, and you stick to it, whether or not people see it at the beginning, middle, or end, it doesn't matter because you know where the Lord is taking you. Right. They'll come or they'll go. It doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah, that's kind of the point I want to get across because, I, I, like I said, I agree with everything y'all are saying. I think in those situations that, people may not find themselves in every day, it's really problematic to figure out like what direction to go. 100%. And and I'm the type, if you rock with me and I rock with you, we get X out the world. You know what I So I guess we have to like whoever Chris brings around. Basically. No, you don't, you don't. I, and I trust y'all, I don't, it's not like I'm that, just ignoring y'all's opinion. That or I, prepare for an intervention. Yeah, that. But, I don't see nothing wrong with that because I think the flip side to that is seeing women in positions where they're almost being like borderline like emotionally abused by their partner's family right mm-hmm. like and that like this i think people have to take into account the the emotional toil that it really has on somebody else if your family is constantly disrespecting them because yeah. i tell you my family doesn't disrespect me so i i can't in okay. good faith sit here and say that i would be perfectly fine go, oh, well, his family just hate me and treat me rude every, every thanksgiving baby we're no. not going over there i don't what are we supposed to do I mean, you know what i mean like where i guess i'm asking where does the line like where and whose responsibility is it to draw the line if it's if it's my family that's acting crazy with my boyfriend like i would say it's your responsibility you know what i'm saying because it's your family and to go back to what chris said a minute ago um that gonna slip my mind as i'm about to say it um if you're having a family member that just doesn't like someone for whatever reason have a com- like I want to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. What's the reason? And not only what's yeah. the reason, but I want you to explain to me right. what it is about this person that really just drives you nuts, that just grinds your gears. And also, I think a lot of times a person is not like in a relationship because of what the other person has said to their family about that person. Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if I'm dogging you out to my mom and my dad, whenever they see you, they're going to think negative things about you. Right. So you sometimes you have to be careful in regards to what you're telling your family, what you're telling 100%. your friends, because you may 100%. be pissed off at your boyfriend or girlfriend today. 
They apologize for whatever went on. The next day you're in love, but you spent an hour and a half. You spent yeah. an hour and a half yeah. talking negatively yeah. about them. And I love him again. And a lot of times, like as humans, we blow up over the most simple things. And I think we talked about the episode one communication is, is, is such a key component. If I'm expecting you to do something that I've never told you about, yeah. and you're offended because I haven't done it. You're telling me, no, he don't do this for me, he don't do that for me, he doesn't do this. You didn't say it. I don't even know. And now you're mad and you're down talking me to your family. Now your family knows. Know. And now they're like, girl, he don't do nothing for you. You're right. right. <laughs> I, I didn't know she wanted that. What don't I, I do? She, didn't know what she am I not doing? And it goes the same with men, you know, with men and women. I was going to say men and female. I know people don't like to hear the word female, even though God called women female. <laughs> that bothers me. Like, I don't like female, but God says you're a female. Let me stop. It's yeah. okay. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, We're like, still trying to recover from domestic. I'm like, this ain't going over the time. Just like, ah, But no, that's real because I've definitely been in that situation where I was being held to a standard that was never communicated. And it's like, I don't know, I don't know. Like it's it's really it's really it's really tough. But um, I would say, if your whole family like nobody in your family like this person, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I need to look into something. Yeah, you pay your own bills. Yeah, you grown and all that. But I don't know. You can't be annoying to everybody <laughs> yeah, now. Maybe you should consider yeah, that. Like, yeah. If you yeah, I, you can you should definitely consider that. But definitely consider the source. Just yeah. like Real said, like, just how you have, you spend intimate time with that person and, you know, every argument isn't the end of the world. Yeah. You know your family as well. And you know that, like, yeah. everybody in your family ain't in the healthiest place. Like, maybe your auntie who ain't never had a, ain't never been married, never had a great relationship, quite possibly you shouldn't go to her for relationship advice. You know maybe saying? not. Might be a good idea. I don't know your auntie, you know. Just my thought. Yeah, she probably ain't the best source of advice. Your grandparents are married fifty years. Go ask them. Yeah. So let's talk about communication styles and love languages. It's a myth. It's a myth. Is it? It's not a myth. Okay. He's just being controversial. Of course, that's right. I don't like being. I don't. I don't like being labeled. So what are y'all's love languages? How do y'all like to be loved? I'll start with mine. Giving or receiving. I think it's important to talk about both. Like, in in what way do you love, too? Like, maybe let's talk about... I think the natural way to love is the way you like to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally. Naturally. Now, that might need to be tailored based on who you're trying to love. Because they might not want to be loved. (laughs) You don't think so? That's that's the feedback I've gotten every time. I've talked to people who get who love differently than they need to be loved. Who love the way that they've been shown to love, but who need or expect something completely different from their partners. I think that's how people end up in dysfunctional. Wait, I think a lot of times with love languages, like, there's there's no open communication in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't even know what you need. Yeah. And sometimes, like Whitney said it, I think last episode and the episode before that, if you don't know what you need, you can't express to me what you need. So then, for, therefore, I can't give you what you mm-hmm. need. Right. Whole relationship. But are we saying that, like, whatever your love language is, your natural response is not to give in that love language? I think it, it no, the opposite. It, I, I think, think it's opposite. Yeah, like, it is your natural thing. Natural inclination in the way that you want to be okay. loved. Like, okay, my top two sure. are quality time and physical touch. Same. So, for. If, the way I ju- <laughs> yeah Same. yeah, so the way I judge at least initially is if someone's how so how interested someone is is are they giving me time yeah and are they touching me 
in an appropriate way. Which hits my problem. Don't cut. That sounds so funny. It's my problem. No, let me let me let me actually rephrase that in a serious way. Before y'all take that in the rug. I'm a text Chris. Is someone touching you? Let me rephrase that. Please. Um I have learned, even though I don't always apply, I have learned what is a healthy way of expressing um interest or affection physically. Yeah. Before, naturally, the world teaches you to do it one way. Yeah. A. Get it, get it, get it we don't need to get into the details of that. We don't. But A would be. <laughs> exactly. But I'm like, okay, when I start, when you start living this way, you can't can't do that, obviously. I'm like, God, no, that's one whole love language that I can't, you know, I don't know how to utilize. And what's so funny is I used to be the type of... I put hands all over you, like one on one, but I don't. I don't want to hold your hand in them all. Like, <laughs> I don't hold hands in them all. Yeah, that's real. I'm gonna be real. Men have some men have to mature to that to appreciate that level of like touch and mm. get that same that same feeling of like somebody who's touching you in a sexual way, like oh she's holding my hand, like feeling that togetherness mm -hmm. that you normally feel when you're in a bed with somebody. Like that's a healthy expression of, of of physical touch for me so i've learned to appreciate that and i try to exercise on that i try to confine it to that hmm. try to combine it to that just walk around with somebody at the mall holding hands so can practice. <laughs> do it till you like just it. that yeah. do it till you like it just keep passing Macy's till you like it look do 20 laps and exit 20 laps and exit by the footlock so now i'm like no that's that's how I would express myself now physical in, in a physical touch manner of love language. But I also understand that a lot of women don't like that. A lot of women, that's their personal space, that's their personal bubble. So it was very natural for me to be like, oh, maybe she doesn't like me that much because, you know, mm. I want to hold your hand or, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, do some type of gentle touch and you kind of like, you know, this is my personal thing. You're right. breaking Can't my get personal. away from me. <laughs> so, it, yeah. So it's important. I think it's important to understand what how people want to be treated. And I think you know what's the goal to rule treat people the way you want to be treated. I think that's flawed. That's not true. Yeah, it's you have to treat people how they morally. want to be treated. I'm like morally, <laughs> not like, emotionally. Why do we yeah. grow up like believing that? No, if I treat I think you, that's, I because think that's morally it's different. Think, I think yeah, it's that's different. what I was about to say. I think that's in regards to just showing you don't want to be kindness, decency, and respect. Sure, that's general. Okay. Service, general. Christmas. Yeah, like okay. Yeah, like it's a different kind. I don't want to be nice. I'm like it's a different kind. So yeah, the quality of time and uh, physical is quality of time, um, especially quality of time because uh, yeah, my my schedule can get very booked, very busy. Yeah. I can very easily not have time for a lot of things. Yeah. So if I make time for you, that means you've you've jumped a lot of potential. But it sounds like you. So does that mean that you are at that point stretching to make time for like that person? Like, are you saying that at that point you're like, okay, how do I rearrange my schedule to make time? No, and I'm, so I'm cutting things. You're sacrificing. Cutting things. Oh, okay. I'm like, because I was hearing like. Listen, if you don't, if you can't fit in the block that I put you in, <laughs> no, you don't no, that's all I need. Okay. No, I'm, I'm gonna make you. No, I'm gonna be okay. gonna make it time for you. <laughs> no, 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 that'd be. I can, I can relate to that because I'm like, I'm the same way. Like my schedule 
can just be jam packed, and it'd be real easy to be like, yeah, I literally don't. I, I legit don't have time. I legit like, I like you. But. Like, you're, you don't look, have time to like you. Are you free Sunday at three? Right. Okay, see you next Sunday. When can we go out again? Let me put calendar. Three weeks. But like, yeah, like I think like understanding like how one how you need love mm -hmm. how you need to receive it is very important um a lot of times we get frustrated with people because we not we, we don't like or appreciate the way they're trying to show us love then it's like well wait you don't even understand how you need it and so to be able to even communicate it isn't even a thing because you haven't taken the time to figure out how do i best need to receive the love um, that'll make me feel wanted by a person so I think that's a very that's a very good place to start because then not only can you communicate, hey, this is how I like to um, show love, spend love, but this is how I need you to do it specifically to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think reevaluating that periodically is very good because yeah. how you do it at how you need it at fifteen and twenty is going to be different than how you need it at like twenty six, thirty. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? How you need it? I've I've, I've seen a lot of married couples talk about it, like how they express love or need to love at the beginning of their marriage. It's different at year 10, you know what I'm saying? So I think not just assuming, oh, I took this test or I prayed about it and thought about it and when I was when I was 15, so this is my love language, this is what I'm sticking to. Nah, like that's not, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I feel like they can fluctuate. They, they, they definitely, yeah. and, they, and, and they maybe not change yeah. Yeah. But definitely, they, they just change. They change, they really as, do. as we evolve as people, as we mature, yeah. like at 15, change. like I just need you to tell me, never mind. Uh, <laughs> but like you know when I was younger I just I needed XYZ now I'm like now like kind of a full adult yeah I, yeah <laughs> and they change by season days. too I would even say they change by season like I like I would think that words of affirmation for example may not be high on somebody's love language list but maybe he loses his job and then he need a whole hell of a lot of, yeah. 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 A lot of words of affirmation sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. Yeah. Like, so they, they change by season too I agree okay. um, words of affirmation is definitely one of mine um Words of affirmation and uh, physical touch, and then maybe a day, let's say, you know, if I'm married and I come home and I and I need that, you know what I'm saying? I define that. <laughs> and, and, I'm sorry, I you, you good. Spell that <laughs> with three letters. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! Oh. Draw a picture of that. <laughs> B, once again, put A with B. We're never gonna get out of jail. Just letting you know right now. <laughs> Y'all follow us on Facebook. <laughs> 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 Gotta go to a new app. Oh, we we'll be getting in MySpace soon. A MySpace go to a new app. <laughs> But so, you know, if, if I come home, you know, and, I, and I typically that's what I want, that's what I need. And let's say it's, it doesn't have to be every day, but let's say one day I come home and I just had a terrible day. Mm. It could be anything, anything, you know, maybe something happened to my family. It could be anything. And I just need some affirmation to know that I'm okay. Mm. I just need to lay my head in your lap and you tell me it's going to be all right because you're here in my corner. Those are words of affirmation. You don't have to always, sometimes people think words of affirmation are you lifting somebody up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just affirming that, hey, I'm here with you. Yeah. And sometimes that's more important than anything else in the world, yeah. knowing that someone is there for you, there with you, and in your corner supporting you through whatever trial you're facing. Okay. Yeah. I actually had that situation happen. So my love languages are acts of service and words of affirmation. I hate physical touch. Oh, dang. So, that's crazy. Mind you, I know like when you get married, I mean, of course, when you like people, whatever, you'll figure it out. <laughs> but, <laughs> figure it out. Okay. but my best friend, her love languages were physical touch and like mind you in this context i can't do but she just liked to be hugged i'm not a hugger Don't hug so i'm just like dang so i'm doing things like acts of service like i'm helping you carry stuff down the stairs i'm like oh yeah i know you say you got an exam or whatever here's some food like you know 
and that's not registering. So it's not to say that it's like she didn't appreciate it, but it's like that's not her language. That's not her language. That's so not I'm like, I'm trying my yeah, best, yeah. but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's important because I'm like, oh, that doesn't work. And so it's like, okay, well, dang, I guess you like hugs. So I'm like, all right. There, there, you know. So I figured, you know, but really, if I'm being honest, it's like, it's not my natural thing. So I'm like, okay. So yeah, it's just interesting. When you love people, you do have to learn how to modify. You'd be surprised, like, you can try your best. I feel like if you love someone, you learn to love their love language. Yeah. You learn to serve them. You learn to grow and to be what they need when they need it. Yeah. Because you're you're looking to literally serve them. You know what that's called? And it's the, I feel like it's the number one trait and evidence of true love called selflessness so i i almost would call that so that's why i asked about love languages being different because my top two languages to receive love in are different than the one that i give it in most right so like so like how do you split that so my so i want to hear it yeah so i'll start by the way that i like my top two love languages for me would be words of affirmation and physical touch right so i'm I'm very much so So, you know, I need to hear that you love me. Like I need yeah. to hear it. Like mm-hmm. and then you just feel and, it. and then I'm a very much so like rub your back at, like rub your neck in the car type of girl. Like yeah. I'm just very I'm very like touch hey, the hand on the so thigh while you <laughs> the hand on the thigh while you driving is a thing. That's it. You know, I, just, I don't so want to do nothing too much. I just want yeah. I just need to feel it. You're like, like, I'm excited and I'm trying to you. drive nowhere. I'm just ride. As long as I send the prize to see you. I'm just ride, but I got you, babe. All y'all nasty. Hilarious. Sorry, granddad. But as far as giving um, love, I'm very attentive, right? And so I think y'all probably can gather that just from the way I say I ask questions. So mm-hmm. I almost give love in acts of service first, partially because I'm not willing to let you into the physical touch portion just yet, right? So because I have these layers of access, then, but even though acts of service is like my number three love language, it matters to me, uh-huh. but I'm very attentive in relationships. And so I love you by quite literally giving you what you need, right? So paying attention to what you need, asking you what you need, mm-hmm. paying okay. attention to there where you're is. at in life. Okay. And yeah. so I love in terms of acts of service, what do you need? How can I be of service to you, right? And so if physical touch is what you need at that moment, then that's how I'm loving you at that moment. I think that comes with maturity too. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is not right there. But I'm like, but for me. Even so, yeah. 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 Hold on to me. I feel you. Yeah. And you pretty much worded it as acts of service and right. kind of took what my thought of learning how you want to be loved and then trying to be that. Mm-hmm. And that is an act of service. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I, I agree with you on that, and I do do that. So appreciate you clarifying that. Because also in the same token, because I, I feel like you would like somebody that is that introspective, too, yeah, to I inquire about you. So it's still kind of like you giving from what you would want to receive. Yeah, it's my number three. It's just not okay. my number one or two. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I'm not yeah. giving. I, I, say, I give number two before, yeah. we, like, even if I don't really like you, I typically just give. But... Like that physical touch, but it ain't very. I can't do it for me. It's a boundary for me, right? It's, it's not hard. even. I don't even want to frame it up like it's a huge like chastity thing. Like, yeah. like I'm just like holier than no. I literally am not rubbing your neck because like it's not gonna be a good look either one of us. So I mean, like, <laughs> we will stumble. She just said we will stumble. Yeah, it's and and for me when I I'm like I told y'all I'm very perspective in that in that observation stage, right? I'm always mm-hmm. observing. And mm-hmm. so that will cloud me, right? If I start to if I start to nurture you in that stage, I'm gonna start to do like what all women do when they start nurturing something and they get the oh like but it's my baby. You ain't really <laughs> see it straight <laughs> yet. Like, he didn't mean it like that. It's and so if that I if bad. I if I love you in that way, then that hinders my ability for me personally to be able to truly 
weigh out if you were actually who I should be. But once I weigh that out, we lie, baby. Like, yeah. We in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there. So, yeah. So that's, that would be me. Y'all want to get deep again? Take us there. Okay. Let me prepare myself. Take Let me get my school gear. I want to go there. Take me to that place with wonders and French fries. Oh, it's wishes. Wonders and wishes. Yeah, just gonna make that up. It's all good, Trey. You just gonna make that up. You had the rhythm. Hey, first of all, keep y'all discussing. I would just let y'all have it. Trey, like you heathen. So, I'm going my deep bag here. Ooh, this is a good one. This is a shoulder bag or a duffel bag? Even deeper. So we scuba dives. Oh, you got to check. This check bag. Okay. Okay. So where is it? Where is Hopefully it? he finds Southwest because he get two for free. Hello, listen. Oh, here it is. Oh, Lord. How is vulnerability fostered? Why is it important to foster vulnerability in a relationship? Yeah, and now I struggle. People, people going people gonna resonate with this that know me, that know me. I struggle with either telling you everything or just talking in circles. <laughs> yeah. Well, what had happened was, but if you really consider this, but then maybe I think I overthought it. You know, I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> she said a lot, but you didn't tell me. That's it. But you know why I do that? Because the other side is, bro. I didn't need to know all that. It's why did you tell me? Or it's like I'm just telling you, giving you pieces. I've given people pieces of me that didn't deserve it. So now I'm like. I'm I'm trying to give the people who deserve it what they deserve, mm-hmm. but sometimes that seeps over to yeah. people who don't. And then so since they, since I'm conscious about it, I'm like, all right, let me not give this them this. So let me just let me find a way to get to the point by going in a circle. You know? <laughs> I, think it, I think it comes with time and trust. Yeah. With vulnerability, because you, like you said, you don't want to give somebody that doesn't deserve the innermost parts of you. You, you don't want to give that to people. Yeah. And when you do, they have something that you can never get back. Yeah. And sometimes they'll take it and run with it. They'll take it and they can sometimes even use it to hurt you, mm-hmm. depending on that relationship and, that, and the dynamics within it. But I think that sometimes, like uh, I think Trey said, it, uh, those barriers or those boundaries become walls. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn to dissect it. And I think that also on the inverse of that, sometimes we're too open mm-hmm. and yeah. we express so much and mm-hmm. allow so much to become loose and free that we just... We lose we lose parts of ourselves because we give them away so much, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's a very very unhealthy trait. So I was I trained myself in this coming up. Where? I, no, in this in the who uh, is in, your master? <laughs> Twenty four hour fitness. That's right. uh, no, growing up, it was very natural for me to insulate everything and just keep it all in, in between my ears. Yeah. Um, due to just experiences and things I, I went through, things I lived through, I, I learned very quickly how to put on, like how to go about my everyday life, but still be toiling or just turning things in my head that I would not let out to anybody, like anybody, not people who deserve it, not people who didn't deserve it, to the point where it was toxic. Mm-hmm. And then I had to let go. So then when I started letting go, it was like, oh, this is free. Then I got to a point where I was like, whoa, like that ain't good either. Mm-hmm. So this is literally me fine tuning and I can see like the frustrations on people's faces because <laughs> they be like, just say it. And I'm like, but I, I don't know if I should, you know? So yeah. yeah, how do you how do you safely and appropriately establish that vulnerability? Like when is it good? When is it okay to, to let people into those those dark parts of your closet? Like, 
Because, I mean, in a relationship, I feel like you this is a you got to open that closet before you get to a marriage. You going to open that closet. You got to open marriage. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think you going to open it, it's going to come gonna out have to just one, on, one, on three, we're going to rip the doors open. We're going to do this before we get there. I think that a healthy way of doing that would be for you to, and I use me and Chris as an example. One day, um, this was early on when me and Chris met. I called Chris. I said, hey, Chris, come to my house. Pull up. He came to my house, he pulled up, and we sat down and had, what, three, four-hour conversations? Yeah, in the lobby. Yeah, in the lobby. We just sat down and we talked about everything. I, I confessed things to him, he confessed things to me, and and we broke down that um, that vulnerable that vulnerability, that blockade that was there in between our relationship. And now mm -hmm. I feel like I can tell Chris anything without fear of judgment because he already knows so much about me. But that came with trust, that came with the level of respect that I had for him and knowing who he was and where he is in his life. And he also sees that same thing in me where we're both trying to go. And when mm -hmm. you're aligned with someone, Mm -hmm. When you, you know how the word says, "How can two walk together except they agree?" Mm -hmm. Like if I'm, if you don't even agree or believe in some of the things that I believe, in, if we're not trekking the same way, I can't share myself with you. Why yeah. would I want to? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's me where I'm at. Yeah. The part I was gonna say, what you pointed at, it has to be an equal exchange. I feel like when you're dealing with someone, you'll learn how vulnerable you should be. Mm -hmm. Not to say that you have to like. If we go back to like <clears throat> access or like being restrictive to a certain degree, you can give somebody a nugget. Mm -hmm. If that person ain't trying to get to that level with you, they will not return the that vulnerability. You, know, you will be not knowing anything about them <laughs> for a long time. And that usually speaks to me like, mm, okay, maybe, maybe not. But if you want that vulnerability, and it takes work to do that because it's very uncomfortable for people to get to that level. Yeah. For you to be, yeah. because for you to be vulnerable and then to be transparent, like you might be able to admit something. It's like, well, that did nothing for me. Okay. But for you to say, like, I'm struggling with this and I'm also being vulnerable to allow you to see me struggle in it. Yeah. And then for somebody to reciprocate that, too, Powerful. it's a different exchange like what y'all had in that three hour mm -hmm. conversation. That trust was built because you both exchanged yeah. equal vulnerability and equal transparency. When you don't get that from somebody else, then it's kind of like mm -hmm. you don't need to go there because that's not the person for you. Yeah. And then if the right person will understand <clears throat> what you're doing, like if my friend is like open and honest with me about something, I'm like, oh, wow, I know that was hard for you. And then I'll either respect it by being like, well, let me, here, I'm struggling too. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not alone. Like, mm -hmm. I got you. And then from there, we'll have that kind of exchange. But I think that's just something you just pay attention to. If It has to be an equal exchange. That exchange teach, teaches you and shows you that you can rely on somebody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're giving nuggets and then they end up giving you tenders. They're giving you more. Right. Mm -hmm. you know what tenders, because they're bigger than Because they're bigger than you. Eventually <laughs> <than them. laughs> a whole chicken. You know? gotcha. yeah, then I, you get wings. <laughs> <laughs> With well, but then some wings are smaller than tenders. Wings from wind bucket. <laughs> I know we need to trust those wings. Bugger. If you give me wings from Wingbucket, you divulge too much. <laughs> you gotta be married. That's a big wing. Those are marriage wings. Those are marriage wings. Give me the wings, stop wings. Give me the wings, stop wings. Maybe not that big. Wingbucket put one wing in a bucket. And they call it a five piece. Still not bigger than Chris' hand. Exactly. No, I think. I think I've learned vulnerability um, by strengthening my relationship with God. Um, I've learned that you can't be vulnerable with somebody you're not intimate with. Um, and I think the level of intimacy that I've cultivated and continue to cultivate in my relationship with God <coughs> has um, has shown me two things. or It's shown me a few things, but I'll share one or two of them. It's it, it shown me, one, that... Um, He's never going to change, and he'll never let me down. And two, he showed me that the rest of you cretins. Oh, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> <goodness. laughs> 
So I think when when I when I kind of got to that place, um, it 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 what what it did. Um, all jokes aside, what it did was, what it showed me was like, if I'm going to open up to somebody, there should be no expectation that they open up back. Mm-hmm. And here's why I say that. Here's why I say that. My vulnerability with you is not predicated on what I get back. My vulnerability with you is based in the fact that I'm hoping that by sharing something, whatever it is, whether it's how I feel about you, whether how it's how, it's, how you made me feel or a past struggle or a current struggle, that one day you'll say, oh, wait, Trey shared this with me and although I didn't see it now, like that helped me when I was going through the same thing or that encouraged me to keep going, whatever it is, like now I'm going to either reciprocate it with Trey or I'm going to reciprocate in the future. But like me, me opening up, me learning how to be vulnerable, me learning how to be intimate is actually helping me deepen my relationship with God because it's me trusting him that like, I'm not giving something away that's going to take away from who I am because like I'm completely resting and who God is and who he's been to me. Now, that's super spiritual, right? I was, yeah. Practically, I'm not out here telling every woman or everybody all of my deepest, darkest secrets, right? That's just not how that works because there's also wisdom that comes with that. Yeah. But what it is saying is that, like, I'm not I'm not holding on to things that I go through because, okay. like, the word tells us, like, we overcome by our testimony. Revelations 12. I think it's like three that. and twelve. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere oh, in Revelation says you overcome by the power of your testimony. So when you are vulnerable with somebody, you are able to say, "Okay, I am coming out, or I've came out." And like, if you're going through this or something similar, like, don't hold it in because that's how you continue to give like power to the to, to the devil in those struggles. But also like share it because like. If I see God is good, not just to me in my situations, but God is good to you in your situations, that then broadens my view of who God is. Mm-hmm. So, I'm glad I agree, and, but I am glad that you added that practical part at the end. Yeah, yeah because yeah. two parts. Something Kira said earlier too. Um, I think what you're choosing to not be vulnerable about kind of affects your like. I feel like if it's something that maybe tarnishes tarnishes my image. Versus something that something, versus something that happened to me, I may be more willing to share that or more more vulnerable about something that happened to me, because maybe I'm a victim or maybe it was just outside of my mm-hmm. control. Yeah. But if I'm telling you something that makes me look bad because of my actions of who I was or what I used to do, I'm gonna be less likely to be vulnerable about that because then that's gonna negatively impact your what you think of me. So I think people kind of choose. That's a, a factor that people kind of pick and choose what to reveal versus what to hold on to. Um, and then what you said, I agree. Because vulnerability, honestly, and ultimately, just helps your relationship with God. I do agree with that. I think that mindset of, I'm going to be vulnerable because this may help you one day, regardless of whether you do that, give it back. I think that works better in a friendship. I think when you're in a relationship, you can still have that mindset and, and it's still true. But if you are dropping nuggets, not even like like you said, just not even opening the closet, but you're starting <laughs> to establish that vulnerability mm-hmm. and you're not getting it back, I think in a relationship, context of a relationship, that is somewhat of a flag. And I, and I think at that point, again, with wisdom, like if we're having conversations and you're always like being, you're always like playing it close to the vest and it's like, oh, okay. 
women like I'm not I'm not building a wall I'm not like closing myself off I'm just probably dipping because you're not there mm-hmm. um, but like yeah like you you I, and that's why I said I didn't want to over spiritualize it but yeah like, you definitely I think we have to get to that point to where it's like we got to stop looking for people for outcomes we got to stop expecting people to reciprocate um, because at the end of the day like God's best for us is God um, and and even to like what you just said about like the, the whole image thing I was talking to one of my friends and um, he was talking about like he was kind of admitting like a past sin he had he was like yeah I'm still ashamed to talk about it and I was like are you still struggling with it he's like nah and I was like you're probably still ashamed because a part of you still hasn't like really kind of settled that mm-hmm. like I think a lot of times that that's something else I think like when you're when we struggle to admit these sins I think a lot of times it's because truthfully they still have a, a hold on us and that's what I was gonna say so for me my ability to be vulnerable and this is new for me um new as in within the last couple of years saying like what you said it stems from my relationship with God right so my intimacy with God is at a level where I mean there's nothing that I don't talk to God about and so because of that and because I know that God chose me anyway that he loves me anyway that he shows up anyway that I'm worthy anyway I don't really have any qualms about sharing who I am what I do my that's why I kind of just like look this is what you're getting right now with me what I find is that people different people need different things from me right Mm -hmm. like and so I yeah. operate in, in terms of, like I keep saying, access levels, right? And not necessarily like, oh, you need a green key card to get up there. But more so just like, that's not what you're looking for from me at the time. Me. Yeah, like that's, you don't need, but I I don't really struggle with being vulnerable where necessary. Yeah. But I think when you can embrace the fact that you are forgiven, then you can help other people to understand that they, that they are forgiven. Yeah. And when I think when you 100%. approach conversations like that, 100%. people tell me all the time like that when they talk to me, they're like, dang, I don't even feel bad about what I'm saying. From what? There's, you might have done something differently than I've done, right. but you haven't sinned yeah, worse that. than I've yeah. sinned. Yeah, you know what I'm that. saying? Like, yeah. It is. I mean, it's just, but when you get to a point where you see within yourself, I heard somebody word it like this. Um, you stop judging other people when you realize that you're on, you're still on trial in certain areas. Mm. And so that's how I go through life. I, I'm still on trial. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, honestly, but I think, um, I think in terms of relationships, I personally think vulnerability is fostered through friendship. So I think when you have the ability to be almost childlike in nature with somebody, right? When you can be, when you can just have fun with somebody, mm-hmm. when you can just enjoy yourself and be, let your hair down and be who you are and you don't have to put on a mask, you can just be Act yourself. Vulnerability yeah. comes yeah. natural. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times in relationships, people truly have to be somebody for the significant other and that will hinder vulnerability every time. If you always have to be the strong one, then you will never be able to truly be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. If you always feel like somebody is depending on you, then you, you'll never be able to open up. If you always feel like, well, she needs this type of man, then I have to be this type of man, then you'll never be able to really open up. Yeah. And so I think vulnerability in relationships is found, is really rooted in friendship. Like, is there a friendship there where I feel comfortable being my most authentic self? And I think that's why, that's what wraps me back around to like in the beginning when I said like, I'm very observant during that stage because I want to know the good and the bad. There's no point in me, wait, like, just let me see who I'm working with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that everybody has parts of themselves that they're not proud of and things like that. Mm-hmm. But if you decide that you like somebody enough to engage in an intimate relationship or to try to build a future with that person, the least you do is give them what you are. You know, like, right. just give them what you Nothing are. But and then, it, But you almost want to do that before you get invested. I, I don't understand the concept of doing it the other way. I don't just concept, understand the concept of building this house with somebody 
And then like, okay, now I'm going to open the closet. I might as well just yeah. let you see what's in this closet. We don't have enough square footage. <laughs> 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 we don't have enough square footage. So, so I think it's one of their friendships. I'm going to touch on what Trey said a minute ago about sometimes people aren't vulnerable because they're still dealing with something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people won't be vulnerable because they haven't, they won't even be dealing with it, but they haven't forgiven themselves. For it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times that weight is on their back, it's on their shoulders, and they're walking yeah. around feeling Feeling like damnation is upon them. Yeah. Because they haven't given that thing up because they're holding on to it. Yeah. But your God has already forgiven you. And that and that is that's a hundred percent the truth. Cause like I think and even like just being vulnerable with God has even changed um the way I look at my own sin. Mm-hmm. Um it's like I used to look at it like, Oh, I sinned, so like that's another inch in between me and God. The more I sin, the further mm-hmm. me, God, me, me and God uh, kind of separate. It's like, no, nah, like, I'm in God. Like, there's no condemnation. I'll never be mm-hmm. apart from you. Yeah. I'll never In be. fact, the more you come back, the closer y'all get. Exactly. Right. And, 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 and really what it is is that <clears throat> I think when you get to this place of vulnerability, transparency, uh, um, all those things, I think we start to understand um the importance of again being vulnerable with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is really what strengthens the body. And you really start to see the true meaning of grace and love, right? Oh my God. Until yeah. you see the mm-hmm. the worst version of somebody, like the greatest version of somebody is like, okay, it. this is wonderful, right? You right? gotta love it. But the worst version the, is who you have to live. You know what I mean? Like you need to you need mm-hmm. to be able to see that person because just as much as your purpose and your good sides are compatible with the person that you that God has called you to be with or the divine partner that God has said that would be the best fit for you. Yeah. So will uh, the things that y'all battle, you will be. For sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I want to use the right words here, but the, the things that you guys battle, you will be able to handle their load. You will be graced for their load. Is Absolutely. what I'm saying. Like if you, so you have to be it able be to, yeah, you need to yeah. know the load. Cause if you're not, if you be like, Oh, this is too much. Not. You're not <laughs> graced for that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that, Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say what I want to say. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say, say it anyway. I think that uh, one of the beautiful things about um, revealing things, exposing things, being vulnerable, like think about a before and after picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about like an old rust bucket type car, like mm-hmm. an old school 1973 like Chevy Camaro or something. It looked terrible. It's rusted up. But then after they work on it, after it's built, after it's finished and you know, the paint is shining and set and the other, you appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you saw what it went through. You saw where it came from. You saw what it used and to look like. You saw what it used to look yeah. like. And when you can see someone where they are now and then they can expose who they used to be, it just gives you an appreciation for, wow, like God can really change things. Mm-hmm. God can yeah. really change people. So I think it's it just it's, it gives more power to your testimony. We was kind of going to kind of say the same thing. Uh, I can say, at least recently, my moments of transparency and vulnerability have a lot of times been inspired by somehow someone somehow thinking they've outdone me in their past of like being trash or like oh. just messing up. And it's like, like it's no, a competition. Oh, right? oh, that's that's cute. <laughs> Let me show you what it really looked like. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's like giving somebody that that affirmation and that freedom. Like you're not only are you not struggling, but you're not the worst one in this chat. You know what I got I'm a saying? friend uh, and that's always like, oh, I got I want to make yeah. a joke, but it's it's kind of dark. Like, Go and I'm ahead. always oh, like, sis, the darkest thing that you come up with yeah. is not. Nice. Sure <laughs> you know, whatever so you got, can. got a lot of light in there. <laughs> so going back to what Chris just said about uh, like p- saying something in a thread and whatnot. <laughs> And I remember one day me and Chris had a conversation about this. I had just went to go see um, Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. And me and Chris were on the phone talking. And we were just having a real in-depth conversation. 
and uh, I remember Chris one day put something in the uh, in a text thread that we're both a part of. And what he said, it shocked me, not in a sense because of what he um, admitted or confessed to, but the fact that he put it in there. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, man, like that's brave. Mm -hmm. Like it shows so much transparency, such a, just a willingness to just share. And, and, it, and it made me want to share. Mm -hmm. And when we were talking about that, he said that he shared that because of something I said. And <laughs> Literally. I'm, that's like, how I'm sitting there like, really? Like yeah, it, it, it shocked me and it blew my mm -hmm. mind. Like the Bible says, uh, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so in doing that, like it was just, it, it, it really helped us to just, like there's a cohesiveness that we all have with one another. And I think that um, like each of us have a different relationship with Chris. Mm -hmm. And I think that when it comes to those relationships, like it's based on just his, like he talks to each of us one-on-one -on -one and this, that, and the other. But like when you, it's just a, a, a level of depth that comes with it because Chris is so upfront. And I can really appreciate that about you, about your level of... Uh, I know y'all can handle it for one. And like I said, when, you were, when you've been in the opposite for 25 years of your life and then you open the closet for the first time in 25 years and, and you see you, and it fall on you. It's like a pendulum. You like you swing this way and you, yeah. you gotta find You gotta swing equally it. back that way. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're gonna settle somewhere in the middle. You'll so. settle somewhere. <laughs> I'll be the third one. <laughs> okay. Um, let's leave because believe it or not, we're over an hour now. Mm -hmm. oh, we are. We are an hour. Y'all like time. three hour podcasts? <laughs> DM us if y'all like three hour podcasts. <laughs> like we're gonna have to come back. I mean, Love is something, like I said, love ain't going out of style in no time soon. I mean, yeah. leave it to the kids. Who knows? We <laughs> <laughs> said that about R&B. <laughs> leave it to the kids. This might, we might be watching. We said that about R&B. It's gone. It's done. It's gone. No, but we'll get back to love before it goes out of style again. I promise. <laughs> uh, yeah, we left We left some on the table, but I think we gave people, we gave, we gave them a good series this for our nice first series. MVP. I think. I think we did good, Kira. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Really they did it, Thank you. Thank you. But to sign off, let's sign off. Let's wrap it up the right way. Let's leave one healthy relationship, either boundary, tip. What do you want to leave people with? One thing you want to leave people with that will help them have a healthy relationship in 2020. I'll start. <laughs> I haven't thought of one, so this is not pre. This is not pre prepared, but hmm. I'm going to say healthy relationship in 2020. Be honest with who you are, with them and with yourself. And just communicate. I feel like and this is how I'm going to model my next relationship whenever I get there. Lord, just speak it over. Speak it over. We're going to have quarterly relationship reviews. Relationship. <laughs> this is a job. Okay, checking in. Not that, that you're going to get fired, you know what I'm saying? Unless you do something crazy. Right. Oh, there was no improvement. If you would just flip to uh, page five, subsection <laughs> fraction <laughs> number 32. You'll see here in April 19. <laughs> I told you that was the last time. And you did it again. The last time. <laughs> you did it again. On June 12th, I told you I'm not the one. <laughs> And black you But no, I think that's how I think it's something that people should do. Just like you said, people change. People change with seasons. How how are we? What do you need from me? Where do you see this going? Am I fulfilling you? Are you fulfilling me? Just basically always being in tune with what's going on with the other person and being honest with, with, with what's going on with you, expectations, 
and not having anybody out here like like what it said in the in the grave just guessing like what we yeah. doing yeah. you know that's un- undefined you know what let me wrap it up like this undefined relationships have no place in 2020 if it's undefined it's a no it's a no it's a no it's you a just no. gotta undefined be undefined relationships have no place in, in the words of randy from american Idol, it's gonna be a no for me it's gonna be no it's a no if you if y'all if y'all if y'all friends <laughs> and acting unfriend-like in certain situations uh-huh. that's an undefined yeah that's undefined that gets real yeah, real sticky get real let's great. go ahead and hash this out what's going on what's going on what are we are we <laughs> you are doing we going this to the thing what's going on what's going on what do we do what's going that's on that's always the most frustrating thing are we together or we together I know eight of us going, but is this a date? It seems like a real duo kind it's of thing right thing? here. Is this a date within a group? Should I bring somebody? <laughs> Why didn't you bring somebody? <laughs> I thought we was... We're not. Oh, like, oh not. okay. We oh, defined okay. it. We defined oh, it. That's oh, fine. That's fine. That's cool. So no, I got out of the movies. I misunderstood. <laughs> no, so undefined relationships. Get rid of those in 2020. That's, that's my butterfly effect sign off tip. All right. Um, for me, I would say um, express what you need. A lot of relationships fail because no one wants to say what it is that they truly need. Mm-hmm. They feel as though they're being demanding. They feel as though they're being um, want, uh, needy. And I think that some of those words get used too much. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do need things. Sometimes mm-hmm. you do want and deserve things within a relationship. Sometimes Don't you, you should demand things. True. <laughs> Demanded. Yeah, like, like respect. is. It, you shouldn't have to demand respect, but if you have to demand respect, dip. You know what I'm saying? But be open about what it is that you need. Because if you're not open about it, no one can guess for you. No one can assume what you need. Nobody's a mind reader out exactly. here. <laughs> sometimes no I one. feel like, sometimes people are like, you know what I want. It's like, no, that's a negative. If you don't, he should. It's his fault. Know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, if I don't know, you don't no, know what you want. If, if, <laughs> you want me to know what you yeah. want. That's the only thing you like, know. Like you, like you show up at the house, why you bring nothing to eat? I didn't know you were hungry. Like there was no way for me but to I'm know that. Like it's, at this time, there was no way for me to know that. I'm supposed to know this in know. February. No. it's like that. Uh, it's like that post that's like, I want my man to bring me roses, but I don't want to have to tell him I need roses because then he's gonna bring me roses because I asked for roses. He's not gonna bring me roses. He's not gonna surprise you. So real It's like I wanted him to think. Dang, let me bring my baby some flowers. Thoughtfulness. I'm just, I'm just reading Reddit Instagram. I'm not. I'm not. When I would say in that situation like this, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, you know, I like roses. There's nothing wrong with a woman telling her man she likes flowers, in my yeah. opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. Because yeah. if a man is not used to buying roses or flowers for a woman, but he's intentional about dating her, being with her, this, that, and the other, and maybe he wasn't taught that way. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't know that that's something that's needed yeah. by a woman. And so if he's made aware that that's something that she needs, then he can then, therefore, provide that for her. Because I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Chris, like, I need meals. <laughs> uh, I need you to finish I need my quarterly report. That's the only thing Chris needs. You need to be on time. He tell you he needs somebody to cook. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Chris, uh, what other needs do you Ladies, if you, uh, if you single, uh, please meet Chris at the nacho cart. <laughs> There's a nacho cart? There's a nacho cart. So, uh, uh, food, and uh, yeah, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs> like, how did y'all? I got everything else. Um, for me, I'm just going to say to... Pay attention and ask questions um, in, in the beginning stages and especially when the relationship starts. So in the beginning stages, pay attention to what people are showing you, right? Like, yeah. you shouldn't even really have to ask questions because what people are showing you is, is that's it. Mm-hmm. That and is believe what they show you. Yeah, you have to believe what people show you. No matter how much you like somebody, no matter how much potential you see, you have to believe what you <laughs> get. The potential. 
So yeah, so that would be my, so pay attention, ask questions in the beginning, pay attention. Um, but in a relationship, when you're talking to somebody, when you're dating somebody, be attentive, ask questions, pay attention to that person, learn your partner, study your yeah. partner, figure out what your partner needs, figure out what kind of person they are, figure out where they struggle, what weaknesses they have. You can be able to pick up on these things without people telling you if you pay, if you step outside of yourself and pay attention. Mm. Um, so I think that's going to be my biggest takeaway. If you're in a relationship, learn to step outside of yourself enough to, to really look at the relationship, see what the relationship needs, see your partner, see what your partner needs. Um, I think sometimes in relationships, it's, we get so intro. It's all us. Like, what am I getting? How do I feel? Where am I at? Do I still want to Where's be here? Where's my peace? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all these types of things. So to step outside of yourself, um, to learn to step outside of yourself, to ask questions, to be attentive. That's the Appreciate yeah. that. Um, I would say, kind of like what Whitney said, be observant. Be, be, be somebody who isn't trying to like, just dictate what you think somebody wants. Take, take, like, take, take the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot, you can learn a lot just by taking the time and getting to know somebody. Um, see what they like, see how they respond in certain situations. Yep, just be very, uh, uh, be very observative. No, observant, observant, observative. Observant. Observative. 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 It might be a, a two part. I would say be okay in be okay with accepting an actual flag. Mm-hmm. Like mm. if you recognize something as a flag, don't don't try to do the what could it be? Like, you know, if it's a flag, really no flag get up out of there. <laughs> yeah, like is that you flag. know. It's a fair sheet, girl. You know, <laughs> Let me get the speck out of my It might not be a red flag. It might be a pink flag. Try to make it a pink flag or a tainted, you know, white flag. Maybe, maybe. recognize that it's a, a flag it's and red. get up out of there. It's red. It's Save it's yourself, Save yourself. <laughs> Trash brown. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever color the flag is, that. And then I will also say, um, be okay with sticking to your boundaries. Like, yes. you know, your non-negotiables and your standards. Standard. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know what you want out of something, don't fold. That's don't the fold. Oh, I've been tested. Can't fold. Don't fold. Can't fold. That's it. All right. That's the whole tweet. Says. We'll be back with more love talk. <laughs> yeah. I, I know we didn't get to it all. Submit your questions, submit your topics at last supper TLSP podcast page on Instagram when we get Starting back. Starting February. <laughs> <laughs> Starting next year. We'll we'll be back. Back. Oh, this episode won't come out to the 16th. Yeah, we well, should yeah. be free by then. We should be free. February 2021. So. You can hit us up. <laughs> 2021. Let us know by next Valentine's Right, right. We'll <laughs> we get got you. <laughs> but yeah, we. We're we gonna wrap this up. I think the butterfly effect was a success. Thank you, Kira, for blessing the table, bringing bringing insights, bringing in perspective. As always, Fred holding down the operations in the back. You know, Fred, we gonna get you on camera one day. I know you. I know one you fight. People don't think you exist, so we gonna get you. The man. The man. The man. Exactly. Fred. Fred got us blocked on Instagram. Shout out to FK and Fred for uh, continuously hosting us and um, charging us what he charges us. Yeah.
we love it. We love you. We'll come back. Sincerely. We'll be back. Appreciate you pulling up, breaking bread, getting fed. Till next time, good people. Love each other. Love yourself. Um, God loves you. Love the Lord. All those feel good. Amen. 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 Amen.